When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Friday, September 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, the Guardians uh, suffered a, what can only be described as a, a collapse in the ninth inning. Uh, losing three to two on a walk off uh, single in the in the bottom of the ninth by the the Angels, uh, the Guardians had many many opportunities to to score some runs and to to put the game away. Uh, the Angels were playing shorthanded as uh, a couple of players were not available or scratched at the the start of the game. Uh, but it, the bottom line was the the Guardians didn't cash in opportunities on the bases. And uh, Emmanuel Classe comes up with his 10th blown save of the year, leads the major leagues in that category, uh, also leads the major leagues in saves. But uh, this time he just didn't get the job done. Yeah, just uh, just a brutal game, Joe, all the way around. Uh, they had a chance to pick up a half game over the Idle Twins. Uh, instead, they, they lose a half game. They're six and a half out um, with 21 to play. Uh, they go one for 13 with runners in scoring position against, you know, a team that's raised the white flag, uh, you know, four weeks, four weeks ago. I mean, a month ago, they, they were out of this thing. Just, uh, just a really disappointing game. And Joe, I don't know if class A is good or bad, but, you know, it might be time to uh, get a co-closer or, you know, we've got to make a, they've got to make a decision here if he's their guy or if not. I mean, that was that was uh, really disappointing. He's facing the bottom of the order with a 2-1 lead, and uh, he doesn't get the job done. I mean, that double by Wallach seemed to take the steam out of him, and from there it was, uh, you know, it was a, a fire drill, a three-alarm fire, and he could he couldn't put it out. Yeah, that uh, that at bat that you're talking about with Chad Wallach uh, really was the the sort of the the turning point in that inning. Uh, that, that Terry Francona described uh, for for Emmanuel Classe, uh, you know, he falls behind in the count. He has to uh, come in and, and give him, uh, you know, a better pitch to hit. Wallach drives it into the uh, the alley in right field, right center field, um, winds up on second base, and and from there, Tito said, you know, you have to change everything. You can't really let uh, the way that Tito phrased it was, you can't really let it let it go, let it, um, you know, let loose and fire. Uh, you have to sort of be careful because when that run uh, comes home, that's it. That ties the ball game. So, 
uh, he he was a little bit more uh, reserved in, in what he could throw. Uh, you know, maybe the maybe the slider isn't as sharp after that. Uh, David Fry did a good job of, of blocking balls in the dirt uh, and and you know sort of allowing him to to try and work out of it. But uh, you were dancing on the uh, the razor's edge pretty much for the rest of the inning after Wallach gets to uh, uh, second base, and uh, you know he's he just hasn't been the same pitcher that we saw uh, last season as he just sort of went, you know, tore through everybody. It didn't matter if it was the top of your lineup or the bottom of your lineup. Uh, Emmanuel Classe's stuff was just so overwhelming and the stuff hasn't been there uh, this year as, as much. Well, Joe, he's still throwing over a hundred miles an hour. He's still, you know, uh, his, his slider is still good. I, I, I don't know if it's a question of confidence when he gets into these close games, uh, you know, certainly, you know, it's not all his fault. The offense he should have given him, he should, he should probably shouldn't have even been in the game if they hit like a normal team should hit. They should have been, it should have been five or six to one. Uh, but he, he, you know, that th- this is the kind of team they have. They're not going to score a lot of runs and he's got to produce. Um, you know, he was 42 for 46 last year in save situations. He only blew four saves. Now he's he's blown 10, and we've talked about this before, Joe. He's lost eight games. He's blown 10. I mean, take half of those. Take, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take, take. I mean, take, if, if, he, if he turns five of those blown saves into wins, you know, we're having a stretch run here. You know, right. they're, they're right on the Twins' heels. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know how much longer they can go with this guy. I mean, it, you love his stuff. But maybe he needs to go back into a setup role and 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 you know have someone else close these games. I know it's too late in the season to do that. I, I mean that's crazy stuff. I know that, but you know if you're going into next season, you really have to consider that. Yeah, I, what his role is in in the future and moving forward uh, is is probably up to somebody and uh, you know a pitching coach and a, a manager that's maybe not even uh, in the organization right now. So uh, those are all questions that are still going to be out there. I think uh, for the remainder of this year, uh, it, it's going to be status quo. I don't think it's not like Tito to, to, to run away from a guy like that when he runs into some trouble and, and, and you know, by his own admission, you know, he's, he's had some struggles this year. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that situation. That's, Certainly not the uh, the number one priority in, in terms of what, uh, you know, what needs to change with this club uh, from this season to next as, as they move forward. But, uh, you know, maybe identifying whether or not Emmanuel Close, uh, Class A is your long-term closer is, is just another, uh, you know, item to add to the list of big questions uh, heading into the offseason. Uh, you mentioned the offense and uh, Josh Naylor, uh, you know, broke the uh, the scoreless tie uh, in the seventh with an RBI single. Uh, it just seemed like uh, there were more runs that were sort of left on the table there. Uh, a couple of base running mistakes uh, in, in the game, uh, a couple of guys getting caught uh, in rundowns. And, uh, you know, I was talking uh, to a couple of people in the clubhouse after the game and, and, you know, it was Stephen Kwan getting caught, uh, you know, more than once in that game in a rundown and, you know, asking. He, he went three for three. Uh, Stephen Kwan's been on fire at the plate hitting the ball. You can't question uh, his effort or his, uh, you know, you know what he's been able to produce in the box. Uh, but does the knowing that, you know, the guys in the lineup behind him, the, the Gabriel Arias uh, and, and, and so on, 
uh, you know, their inability thus far to, to be able to consistently bring home runs. Uh, does that make Stephen Kwan maybe change his approach when he's on the bases? And that's why they're getting they're running into as many outs as they are. Yeah, I don't I don't know, Joe. In the ninth inning, was he going on contact? Yeah, that, 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 that's the thing. The the, the yeah, chopper I mean, to uh, the first the, baseman, the big high chopper to to, to first base, and uh, Sean Well, that uh, um, that's a tough play. Uh, he that that was a ball where the first baseman just had to basically field it, and he was already stepping on first. Uh, and so the you know you're you're caught, you're you're in trouble there uh, if you're um uh Quan, but uh they they were still they were unable to make a, a you know score a run when they had the opportunity there yeah and you know i know he got what he got caught stealing or picked off in the first inning you know with that i, I i'm i think he just got caught i mean uh you yeah. know he tried to steal and he got he got in the middle there and that that may have cost him you know that cost him a, at least a scoring opportunity but i thought uh yeah yeah Quan what reached base four times uh, three three for three uh, with a walk in the ninth and uh yeah just uh you know that was that was i think that was just a baseball play that they were going and and he got caught in a rundown between for uh third and home yeah uh so spinning this forward looking ahead to to sort of uh you know next season we saw cal Quantrill go out there and give them six scoreless innings he struck out six batters uh, he looked a lot more like the Cal Quantrill that won 15 games last year uh, than he did the uh, the injured Cal who, you know, has has struggled to, to sort of keep the ball in the park this year. Uh, he looked really strong. Now, granted, this was against a, a an Angels lineup that doesn't have Mike Trout, didn't have Shohei Otani or even Mickey Moniak, who's been uh, pretty good for them as, as a rookie this year. Uh Again, uh, Quantrill, just to be able to go out there, feel healthy, and and be productive that way has to be a good thing uh, for him, and and especially looking forward to next season uh, because he's going to be a guy that they're going to rely on in that rotation. Yeah, he's you know he's pitching for a job right now, Joe. If these if they stay with these three young kids, if uh, Allen, uh, uh, you know, Bybee and and uh, Gavin Williams are in the rotation next year, and I would think there's no reason to believe they're not going to be. Uh, you know, if Tristan McKenzie bounces back, you know, there's one spot on that, one spot in a rotation open. Uh, and Quantrill, you know, is, uh, you know, I think he's uh, he knows that. I mean, those guys aren't stupid. You know, uh, Bieber and McKenzie and and Quantrill, they've, they've sat in that clubhouse all, most of the season on the I.L. And, and seen what these guys can do. So, you know, that that kind of stirs the fire, that competitive fire. We've seen uh, Cal come back the last two outings, six strong innings each time out I was really impressed with him last night I mean even with the the lineup I thought he did a great job and uh he looked healthy that was the that's the big thing if he's healthy he's going to give you innings he's going to get you into the into the fifth or sixth or maybe even the seventh inning he's going to give you a chance to win yeah that's that's Quantrill's reputation is that he's an innings eater is that he's a guy who will go out there and at least get you through six uh and and try to get you deep in a ball game and you know, he threw 186 plus innings last year. He he was uh, he was as as strong as they go uh, they they come uh, in in terms of you know just being durable and and that hasn't been the case this year. And you you like to think that maybe that's the uh, the outlier. Uh, you know that that you know his really who he is is that that guy that chews up the innings and and gives you a chance to win pretty much every night. So. 
Uh, good yeah. to see that out of Cal. And, and, he, and it's funny when you were listing uh, those those potential uh, rotation pieces, you you didn't mention Bieber as as a potential rotation piece. And yeah, yeah, I, I mentioned I should have, but but I wonder, you know, what are they going to do with Bieber? You know, I know, you know, that's a really an interesting question. I, you know, I know obviously he's going to have to pitch a little bit toward the end of this season later this month to show he's healthy uh, to even, you know, make him uh, available for a trade this, this winter. Uh, you know, I can, you know, people can say, well, who would trade for him after he's been hurt all season? Well, we saw that happen with, uh, with uh, Corey Kluber, you know, in 2019, when they traded him to Texas after he, you know, he, what he broke his arm, then he tore a oblique, he hardly pitched at all. So, you know, you, it's, it can still happen over the winter, even if a pitcher, you know, has pitched, you know, little, if any, during the previous season. Oh, I, you can you can write it down. Yes, it's it's going to happen at some point over the winter. I, there, they, they just there is precedent, and uh, the the situation calls for, uh, you know, a Shane Bieber trade at some point uh, in this offseason. I, but I do. It's a it's an interesting parallel uh, to the the Corey Kluber situation. Can you get back, you know, something in return? Uh, for Bieber, something as valuable as an Emmanuel Classe, like you got uh, for Corey Kluber, um, you're, you're going to have to give him one uh, start, maybe a, a brief show me start to just prove that he can get back out there on the mound and he's he's healthy and, and can bounce back from it. Uh, sort of like what he did in in 2019, uh, not 20, uh, 20, uh, uh, 21, 21 when he was hurt, pretty much the majority of the season came back and. And had one quick start and, and showed, hey, you know, I can do this. Uh, proved to himself more than anything uh, that he was physically uh, able to do it. So um, I, I think that's what we're heading for. Uh, Shane Bieber threw uh, to hitters, uh, faced live batters uh, in a, a sim game at Progressive Field early on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, they were originally going to do it at Lake County, but there were weather issues and, uh, you know, logistics so he uh they brought some some minor league players over to progressive field had to be uh, a thrill for them to have an opportunity to go out there and face shane bieber uh in uh in progressive field uh from all reports he did well came through that well you know did some up and downs and you know we'll get a full report today from tito as to you know how he is physically and also we'll uh, we'll hear an update on uh, uh, Tristan McKenzie, who was supposed to follow him uh, to the mound uh, and, and pretty much, you know, have the same sort of, uh, you know, situations uh, and outing that way uh, to test his elbow. Yeah, you know, so that's, uh, you know, th- that's a step in the right direction for those guys. Uh, you know, another thing on Quantrill, Joe, I think, uh, you know, just reading his quotes that he told you last night, it sounds like he's learned something about himself, too, that maybe he's not Superman and, and that, you know, if if something is barking, you know, like he said, you know, he's told us time and time again that he pitched most of 2022 with his shoulder sore and, you know, kind of carried over into this year and kind of really kind of, you know, ruined the season for him. So maybe, you know, he's learned that, hey, raise your hand if uh, something isn't feeling right. Take 15 days off. And it, and it might not cost you the whole season. So, you know, uh, you know, it's a lesson learned. Yeah. And, you know, pitching in the World Baseball Classic probably didn't help him very much. And we should have, you know, probably been tipped to it or wise to it uh, after his performance in that uh, World Baseball Classic that, you know, maybe he wasn't 100 percent healthy and he wasn't uh, 
you know, physically sound. So something to keep an eye out on. Uh, a good normal regular season of uh, you know working out and and training in the off season will uh, will probably do uh, wonders for for Cal Quantrill and, and have him come back uh, you know pretty strong. Uh, all right, just, we need to uh, first of all let's uh, remind our, our listeners about uh, Subtext. Uh, it's our subscription texting service two one six two zero eight four three four six. If you want to subscribe, it's three ninety nine a month. Or go to cleveland.com slash subtext. Uh, we'd love to have you as part of our community. Uh, we, we talk back and forth uh, with our subscribers on a regular basis. And that's where they can ask us questions and, and get questions put into your Hey Hoinsey column each week. Uh, a lot of fun to interact with uh, the folks there. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, you know, the, the question about Emmanuel Classe that we asked earlier in the uh, in, in the podcast uh, just what does the the bullpen sort of you know project and and look like next season? Who out there is is really sort of uh, you know working for uh, a job and working for placement in that bullpen next season? And and who uh, you know is is you've got to consider guys like James Karinchak. Is he going to be an option next year? Or is he a guy who who could be uh, non tendered at some point this year? Uh, in the in the off season, uh, you know where where does Nick Sandlin fit in? Uh, what have we, have we seen enough out of Trevor Steffen to know that you know that contract that he signed in the off season is is going to be uh, you know a good one and and one that uh, you know he he basically plays out the the length of. Uh, and and what do you do with Sam Henches? Is he an option for an extension? Yeah, I think uh, you know I think uh, the guys the solid guys to me the guys that are going to be back Joe. I think Curry has earned a spot in that pen somewhere, you know, kind of a, a, a multi-inning guy, uh, you know, uh, you know, Henches definitely, I think is going to be back, uh, you know, maybe an extension. I, I'm not sure. Eli Morgan has certainly had a good year, solid year. Sandlin has, has had his moments. You know, he scares me a little bit because he's prone to the home run, but you know, he's, he's gotten some big, big outs for them. Uh, Stefan, I think, uh, you know, has been pitched a lot the last two years, but I still, I really like the way he pitched last night. His uh, splitter was moving all over. Uh, I think he's a solid guy. I don't think they would have signed him if they didn't believe he'd, uh, you know, if he, if he would, you know, continue pitching well. Uh, Class A, Joe, I don't know if he's, <laughs> right now, you know, I, I, I get mess, I get letters that saying, why don't they go with the closer by committee? You know, with all the analytics in baseball, why why uh, do, you, do you just hand a ninth inning to one guy? And, uh, Joe, I, I'm a firm believer in, in a ninth inning closer. I hate closers by committee. I don't think they work. But, you know, we've got to they've got to decide. Which 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 guy is is, is class A good or is is he ta- I know he's talented but is he a closer is he a setup man does he need a breather to to pitch the eighth inning try to switch things up at occasion you know he's been ridden hard the last two three years you know I think he leads the league and save leads all of baseball in saves innings pitched appearances you know for the last two years maybe that's catching up to him. But, you know, they have to kind of reconfigure and going forward and, and really have to put their heads together and, and see just what they have in this guy. Now, what's the old saying? If you've if you've got two or three closers, then you don't have you don't have a closer. That's, yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you've it's got like more a quarterback, than closer, right, like quarterbacks. 
Yeah, if, you, if you've got more than one closer, you don't have any. So I, I guess that's uh, uh, something to keep an eye on. But, uh, you know, maybe there are other possibilities uh, in the pipeline as well. Don't forget, uh, they did spend their number 62 pick uh, in this past draft on Andrew Walters out of Miami. Uh, was was widely regarded as probably the top collegiate closer uh, and, and, and you know, back-end bullpen guy. Uh, they gave him uh, almost a million dollar signing bonus. So uh, this was a guy who, who uh, struck out 72 and 44 and two thirds innings and had a 1.21 ERA is, uh, uh, you know, as the basically the top collegiate closer uh, available in the draft. So, you know, he might not be too, too far away being a, a college guy. Uh, you know, you got to consider him as a, a possibility to sort of bolster the back end of that bullpen. Uh, as well. Uh, so there are possibilities out there if you're if you're looking to maybe reshape the, the back end if uh, if class A continues this way. I, I, I kind of, you know, something you said uh, earlier, when, when the game speeds up on class A, uh, you know, he sort of he sort of loses it. And I, I think the he's he's had almost a whole season to adjust to this pitch timer and this you know, the, the, the way the, the new baseball rules are, uh, if this is the way it's going to be with him, then you, maybe you, you consider not pitching him at the, at the back end of a game. Uh, that's, that's, uh, but that, I think that's a decision that's going to be made by somebody, uh, other than Terry Francona and other than Carl Willis, uh, moving forward. So, uh, Joe, Joe, I don't think, I don't think the pitch clock is a problem. He seemed to has adapted to that. It just, People are hitting his stuff. I mean, he's throwing 100 miles, 101 miles an hour, and he's getting hit. I mean, I I, I don't know what you do about that. I mean, do, does he vary his pitches? Does he add another pitch? I mean, closers usually get by with two pitches. And if you throw 100 miles an hour, that's usually good enough. But, you know, for whatever reason, he you know, he's he's been getting hit. And, and last night he got hit hard. Yeah, could you imagine uh, Emmanuel Classe working on a changeup and and trying to incorporate that dur- <laughs> during the season and seeing how that goes? That that would be a an absolute uh, you know disaster, I think, on a number of levels. Uh, all right, uh, the series and the road trip continues uh, tonight. Logan Allen on the mound, uh, Griffin Canning for the uh, the Angels. Uh, at, at this point, uh, this is this is quickly turning into, you know, what can some of these guys show us? Because we know what we've got uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, your Jose Ramirez's and your your Stephen Kwan's and your Josh Naylor's to a degree. Uh, what can, you know, Will Brennan or or, or uh, Gabriel Arias or uh, even Tyler Freeman, if he gets an opportunity, what can those guys do uh, as we, we head into these uh, these final 21 games? Uh, Hoinsey, what are you expecting out of these guys uh, over the next three weeks? Yeah, Joe, I think, uh, you know, last night was kind of a backbreaker to me. That may have kind of ended their their hopes for, you know, it, you know, like some long Hail Mary to get back into the race. But, uh, yeah, you know, we've got to see more of Arius. They've got to, you know, is he the shortstop of the future or not? You know, uh, you know, obviously they played him a lot. It looks like he is. But boy, you would have liked to have seen him, you know, make some contact last night because, you know, he he went 0 for 4 in some critical situations. You know, uh, uh, you know, Will Brennan, okay, what is he? Will, will, could we see him a little more in center field? That would be interesting, you know, instead of Miles Straw, um, you know, and 
And Freeman, I, I don't know what happened to Freeman. Josie's still on the team. He's he's there, and and uh, maybe things shift, and they do get an opportunity to put him in a lineup. Uh, you know, just based on uh, you know being resigned to the fact that this is where they are. So, uh, yeah, I just don't think Freeman uh, hits the ball hard enough. Uh, I think they're looking for somebody uh, with a little bit more exit velocity uh, on his uh, on his balls in play. So. Uh, that's that's what they're looking for in Freeman. All right, Hoinsey, uh that'll wrap it up for uh, this week on the Clean Baseball Talk podcast. We'll uh, check back in with you on Monday from San Francisco, and we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe. 